Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the In The Saddle podcast where we'll be previewing the main ITV races this weekend at Beverly and at Haydock. Now before we get into the races, let's see how our panel are today. I am joined by Paul Callahan and Liz Batchelor. Paul, we'll come to you first. You've not been on the, the podcast for a little while. I think the Grand National was the last time you came on. How you been keeping? I am flying, thanks, Chris. I've been. I was a little bit under the weather for a couple of weeks, but um, back in fighting fit now. Um, got the college exams done, and hopefully that'll be them. That'll be college exams, the whole lot done and dusted. Glad yeah. to see that. It was great, great experience, but um, a lot when you're working full time with a family as well, it can be a lot, a lot to take on. So, but enjoyable. Yeah, well, I imagine it can be it can be hard work cramming in all that studying, but at least you're, you're through it now, and hopefully you can give uh, the listeners this week some winners. So, yeah, great to have you back. And, Liz, how are things with you? I see your social media escapades. Uh, you got concussed the, the other week. Yeah, but don't drink is the message. I thought as you got older, you meant to get wiser, but um, seemingly not. Uh, but, yeah, I'm okay. Just a bit bruised. Can't walk properly. Not the end of the world. <laughs> well, well, hopefully that's not affected your studying and hopefully you'll be able to provide some winners. The, the team did good last week. We had a few winners, so hopefully uh, we can keep up the good form. So let's get into it then. The first uh, races we're going to be looking at is at Haydock. And we're going to go to the first race on the card we're going to be looking there is the 145. It's the Betfred uh, Nifty 50 Achilles Stakes, a solicited race over five furlongs. And Paul, because you've not been on for a while, you can have first say here. Dragon Symbol seems to be uh, all the rages. Two to one. He's definitely, you have to say, that the class that of the field but do we think uh, he can bounce back to winning ways here? I don't think he is Chris I'm going to look to take the, the favourite on here with the, the Robert Cowell train Atlas Bay who was formerly trained by Marco Body. found life tough in group 3 company when last seen but has finished third on his previous visit to Haydock and was only beaten a length by the winner that run was in handicap company he would need to find a little bit more to take this but with, poss- with, the, with the change of scenery I do think that is possible yeah, it's not a forlorn hope. Um, they did quite well, uh, the Morleys, uh, with Arecibo, that was a bit of a tricky sprinter, and he ran well. I think he placed in a king stand, didn't he? So, yeah, it, it's not out of the realms of possibility that he could definitely be uh, in the money. How about you, Liz? Are you siding with Dragon Symbol, or are you keen to take him on like Paul? I'm siding with Robert Cow, but I've gone for his other runner of Clarendon House. So um, I think maybe on, on with regards to Dragons of Pride, I think he, on paper, he should probably win. Um, but I do think there's some value in, in Clarendon House. Um, last thing two weeks ago at Longchamp, where he finished fourth in a group three. Um, but I'd like to take a look at probably his run before that. Um, which was over five furlongs in a class two handicap at Goodwood, which was his first time out this season, which maybe he needed the run. Um, he was narrowly uh, denied ahead to Racel, who also runs in this race. Um, but today they're on the same terms. Racel was five pounds better off that day. Um, he was out back to back very quickly last summer, where he's had good success over five furlongs, out six times, winning four. Um, and he does like the ground. Um, I think, yeah, he could go well in this, um, even if, yeah, Robert Cow's probably not having the best of time of late. Um, but yeah, uh, Clarendon House for me. 
yeah, you can definitely see the angle with him. Very progressive last year. His two runs have been okay. Maybe could have done a little bit better last time out. But, yeah, I think he'd probably be doing his best work late on. And, yeah, you can definitely see um, why he's got obvious claims. So, yeah, we're against Dragon Symbol here, it seems. I didn't really have an opinion on the race. I thought it's pretty tricky to work out, if you ask me. But it looks like we've got the Robert Cow pair then on, on the podcast. Um, Liz likes Clarendon House and... Pool likes Atalus Bay. We then move on to the next race we're going to look at, which is the 220, the Betfred Double Delight Handicap. It's a Class 2 contest over a mile on three furlongs. And Contact here is your current favourite, 11 to 4, followed by Forza Auto at 10 to 3. Marajan uh, for uh, the Inform William Haggis, Jim Crowley, but for the ride, 4 to 1. HMS President at 7, State of Bliss at 11 to 1, Universal Order at 12 to 1, and Bigger are the rest. Uh, quite a tricky puzzle here, I thought, Liz. Uh, but where did your pin land? So I looked at this race and I almost opted for William Haggis's Maharajan, but I've gone with um, David Nicola Barron's contact. So it was he wasn't the favourite earlier when I looked, but obviously he is now. But um, I, yeah, it just kept on really strongly in his last race over one mile four again in a class two at Newmarket, um, where he beat tried to tonic by two lengths, um, and he he also raced against fours. Fours at Auto. They raced together at the beginning of January, January, beginning of April, uh, where Contact was second and Fours at Auto was third. Um, whilst Contact was carrying six pounds more and he's only carrying four more in this race. Um, we'll go in the ground and Ben Curtis gets the ride again. Yeah, he's definitely got to be up there on the shortlist. I quite like Forza Auto myself. Um, I thought he ran a good race last time out, maybe just got to the front a little bit too early and and William Haggis's uh, Gassy was, was able to get the better of him. But for Mark of 86, I still think he's potentially very well handicapped and he might have a little bit more to offer. But Paul, how did you see this one? I think this is a cracker, set to be a cracker. I think Marajan, William Haggis' runner, could be anything. His three victories and five starts has the benefit. I think, although beating a, a beaten favourite at York last time out, you know, probably learned more that you know it was a touching runner field. It was the biggest field that that he contested. So we might just see the benefit of that. Having said that, the yard are in good form, but the runners generally, the Haggis team generally leave it a little bit to be worked on on the first start of the season or the race course debutants to generally come on for that experience. And for that reason, I've looked elsewhere. I've sided with HMS President, who missed a, a, an, enga- an intended engagement last weekend. Was last seen finishing four to sixteen in a class three event at Ascot back on on May the seventh. George Adobe was on board on that occasion, and while I don't think it was the difference between winning and losing, and I absolutely hate Slayton jockeys, and I'm not Slayton Georgia. Accidental agent is a, is a fine advertisement to George's talents here, but I wonder if if Georgia got a second run at that, last time out at Ascot, if she would just would have let HMS President roll, just coming off the final bend. She kind of she let the horses come round her. And in the end, she ended up in a pocket. The HMS president, as a knock-on effect, was quite crowded up the home straight. And as I said, I don't think it was the winning and losing of the race, but he might have just finished it a little bit closer. David Probert takes takes the takes over in the the two twenty at Haydock, and I just think he he could run well at a price here. Yeah, well, he's racing off the same mark. The handicapper didn't touch him, so so you like to think maybe uh, he still maybe got a little bit uh, left uh, in the tank uh, as. Uh, comes uh, his handicap mark so yeah interesting thoughts there from paul on mhs president so just running off the selections paul likes 
MHS president. Um, Liz likes contact and I like Forza Orza, so we're all uh, disagreeing there with our opinions. Um, we then go to uh, one of the feature races on Haydock's card. It's the Betfred Pinnacle Stakes. It's for Group 3 for Phillies and Mares. And Cela Rosa is your favourite for the Inform, Tom Marquand and William Haggis at 5-2. Climate, then the Irish Raider for Jessica Harrington at 7-2. Noonstar going up in trip. She's at 9-2. Lady Hayes at 5-1. And bigger are the rest. Paul, you can have um, first say on this race. A uh, bit of a tricky little puzzle, this. Um, but who do you think is going to come out on top? I've gone with the Haggis team. Here I've gone with Cela Rosa. Tom Quans was last seen scoring at Lingfield back on the 28th of October. Fitness has taken on trust. Cela Rosa was third in the Group 3 at Newmarket last season. It's generally written from off the pace, but I'm not so sure that that's, that connections are, have, have much choice in the matter. Um, she, they did try and, and ride her a bit more prominently at York when she finished second last season, and she just struggled to hold her position. So I think if she can, you know, if she can keep tabs on the leaders... I think she's priced accordingly here and, and can take the beat. Yeah, it seems every week um, William Haggis has a horse like this um, that, you know, has been progressive and definitely ca- capable of bigger and better things. Maestra is one horse that comes to mind that uh, won well at air last week in these colours. And yeah, definitely has an obvious chance on paper. How about you, Liz? Are you in agreement uh, with pool selection? Yeah, I am. I can't see much. I can't see past her in this, to be honest. And obviously... William Haggis, like we say, you can't really do any wrong at the moment. Um, but yeah, she's got a, she's got a decent strike rate herself, and she hasn't been out the top four in all of her ten runs. Um, but yeah, back group company. Um, she does have form to win first time out, so I don't think maybe that's a that's an issue. Um, but yes, yeah, Cela Rosa, I agree. Yeah, I'm in agreement. I think that's the first time we've agreed on this podcast. Cela Rosa, she looks like she could have a lot more more to come. And five to two, I don't think that price will last. I think maybe she could go off a little bit shorter, maybe around the, the six to four mark even, if uh, the, the yard vibes are, are to be believed. So yeah, we're all in agreement there. Cela Rosa. Okay, we then go to the next race we're going to preview at Haydock, which is the last race we're going to be looking at. It's the 3.30 Betfred John of Gaunt Stakes. And Sunray Major is your current favourite. Uh, with some firms for Jonathan Thady Gosden, Frankie Butt for the ride here at 5-2, Kinross, who won this race last year at 11-4, Happy Power at 10-3, Spycatcher at 7s, Langesh at 8s, and bigger are the rest. Liz, you can have um, first say on this race. I thought this was a little bit of a head-scratcher, but what, what, who are you going to be siding with? Yeah, so I've gone for a bigger all the rest, so I've, I'm going to make a case here for Charlie Hills's Pogo, who I think, when I looked earlier, is 10s, which I think is quite a good, maybe an each-way shout, and consistently running in group ones and twos last season. Um, and he's had several runs against Happy Power, um, too. Um, he's been abroad the last three months, uh, last in, in Maidan on the dirt over a mile in a group two, where he didn't he didn't really do anything. But before that, Saudi and Bahrain, so he's obviously well-travelled, but the last race that he had was back at, in the UK, was in Newmarket in last September, coming second to Van Battle by three quarters of a length. The Master of the Seas coming in third, and obviously Master of the Seas went in a Group Three in April. Uh, last April, just gone. Um, I just, yeah, I just think this race could be his turn to do something. Um, so yeah, making a case of Pogo there. Mm, interesting thoughts there from this Charlie Hills team. 
They've been going under the radar late, but their horses aren't running too badly. So yeah, coming to back to these shores, uh, Pogo might be able to play a hand. And how about you, Paul? Um, how did you see this one? I have sided with the Andrew Balling trained Happy Power, another partner by jockey David Probert. They are continuing terrific form. He's had a couple of efforts so far this season, despite being a, a beaten favourite on the all-weather at Wolverhampton two starts back. He finished second on that occasion. And he got the job done at Leicester last night, back on the 23rd of April. I think there's more to come. And, you know, it's it's happy power for me at, at a bit of a price here. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting one, happy power. Seems to be a bit tripless. So maybe this uh, this uh, seven furlongs could be maybe here as cup of tea. He's been tried at six, over a mile. So, yeah, maybe seven is his ideal trip. But, yeah, he was a good one the last time out. And, is likely to be in the mix. I myself didn't have uh, an opinion. I thought maybe Spycatcher was interested in stepping up in trip, but maybe six furlongs is maybe what he ideally wants. But yeah, um, interesting thoughts there from the guys. So just to round off the selections, uh, Pogo for Liz and uh, Paul is quite keen on the chances of happy power. So that's Haydock covered. We're going to look at three races now at Beverly. And the first one of them we're going to look at is the 205. It's the Hillary Needler Trophy Phillies Condition Stakes. And absolutely flawless looks to con- uh Looks to continue her unbeaten record. She's two out of two for Will Buick and David Lochnane. Do we think she's a good thing here, Paul? Or are you looking at maybe one of the other horses that uh, could still be open to a little bit more improvement? I've talked the favourite on here. I did think absolutely flawless one with it a bit more in hand at Chester last time out. I think the, the you know, I think around the, the stiff five forelings of Beverly, she could just be worth taking on here. And I've gone with the Mark Johnson train fragrance. He was second to six on debut at Newmarket and didn't enjoy the most straightforward runs at Ascot on her next start. And just about justified favouritism at Catrick last time out. And I think she go well from Saul too. Mm, so uh, Paul's against the favourite. He likes fa- uh, fragrance for Charlie and Mark Johnston. And how about you, Liz? Uh, did you want to take on this favourite or are you going to be siding with her? No, I've taken I've taken them on as well. Um, I I always find two year old races a bit daunting, so I've gone for one with, with some experience. So um, Primrose Ridge for me, it's her fifth outing. Um, her first race she was she was a forty to one second in a class four to Persian Four. She's since gone on to win a class two at Newbury, um, and she was actually thrown into a listed race two weeks ago, finishing a fairly respectable six of fifteen. Um, she likes to race quite prominently and, and sometimes make an all. So it'd be interesting to see how that fares for her this time round. Um, she's already won here at Beverly on good. Um, and I think just with her experience and down in class, I think that um, I think she should go well. Mm, okay, interesting thoughts then from the panel. We're then going to move on to the next race we'll look at, Beverly, which is the Bet365 uh, Handicap, the 240 race. Again, this doesn't look the easiest of contests, but Liz, um, who, who was coming out on top for you here? Yes, it's a field of nine, and I've landed on uh, Wob, 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 and I kind of wish I didn't because I'm not going to be able to keep saying his <laughs> name. Um, I can't even work out where his name's come from, to be honest. So, um, yeah, if anyone knows, can they let me know? It's an interesting name. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think he spent his whole life handicapping uh, varied success over six, seven, and eight furlongs. Uh, last time, a couple of weeks ago at New York, coming eighth of 22 uh, in a Class 2 handicap over the six furlongs where he kept on but he's stuck for he's stuck for a bit of pace um so up and in church should help but he's got nine stones five but ryan sexton 
Sexton claimed the handy five pounds. Um, so yeah, one more time, wob wob wob. Yeah, I think that might come maybe from cartoons where they go wob wob wob. So yeah, maybe maybe that's what happens where where he gets chinned on the line or something when he finishes in the second. But yeah, I can I can see your angle with him and Ryan Sexton as well. He he's definitely one of uh, I think going to be one of the apprentices of the seasons. Follow. I've already been impressed with him. He's done me a couple of favors, and yeah, I think he won't be staying on his five pound claim for very long. So it's wob 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 for Liz. How about you though, Paul? Um, who did you like in this race? I quite like Percy's lad from the Dan and Claire Kubler stable. William Buick's been booked to, to ride, and Percy's lad comes into this in terrific form. I've won his last two at Yarmouth and Nottingham. Goes up in grade here, the Class 3 company. Of, he's got up a total of 11, 11 pounds for both those victories. It's interesting here that off a handicap marker 96, carrying 10 stone 3, the connections have opted not to claim, which would indicate that off the marker 96 in this company, despite going up in grade, it should be well within his grasp. So I think, again, at the moment, he's, he's sitting top of the betting market. I think it's priced accordingly. Percy's lad is the one for me, and I think takes the beating. One that I think would, would run well at a price of a, a handy lightweight is I'm a gambler from the, the Charlie Mark Johnson team. Has a nice weight of 8, so in 13, running off at a mark of 89. Jason Hart takes the mount. Was a good winner over six at Hamilton, two starts back. Does need to bounce back, having only managed to beat one home at Newmarket last time out. But if he does bounce back, I think I'm a gambler could run well at a bit of a price but it's Percy's lad for me yeah interesting thoughts sir from you Paul I'm a gambler obviously gets that three-year-old allowance which makes him quite well in here so yeah he, he's definitely an advantage there and Percy's lad is an interesting horse just looking at some of his form here he actually started life with Eve Johnson Horton and he actually finished uh, second in a group three when he was uh, in the juvenile uh, he ran in the horse uh, hill stakes I don't think that was the strongest renewal we've ever seen of that race but he was clearly uh, held in high regard lost his way but since he's joined the Kublers he's definitely turned a corner and who knows he might be able to retain some of his potential so yeah I can see your argument there so Percy's lad uh, for Paul was his main selection and um, Liz is quite keen on the chances of wob 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 the, the last race we're going to look at is the 315 at Beverly this is the uh, two year old race for the Colts and Geldings uh, the Bet365 uh, two year old trophy condition stakes and Whistle and Flute is your favourite at 15 to 8 Chateau's then at 4 to 1 Rogue Spirit 9 to 2 JM Jungle 11 to 2 and bigger are the rest. Uh, Paul, you can have uh, say here. Again, a uh, bit of a tricky puzzle to, to solve here, but um, who did you like in this one? I quite like Chateau. William Buick teaming up with his old boss, Andrew Balling here. Chateau was was bumped at, at the start and didn't enjoy the clearest of runs from finishing third of five at Salisbury back on the 12th of May and race course debut. The bowling runners generally do come on, a bit like the Haggis team, what we mentioned earlier on, they generally do leave a, a lot to be worked on. So I'd imagine Chateau should strip a lot sharper here and I think could run it. I think 4-1 to one could look fairly attractive come 3-15 on Saturday afternoon and he's well drawn in stall number four. Yeah, he's definitely got to be on the shortlist. That that form from Salisbury has already worked out. The the winner of that race, Remarkable Force, went on to win a decent uh, little conditions race at Musselburgh. Well, I think that race looked quite strong on paper anyway. So, yeah, it's good to see that form boost. And, yeah, he's definitely got to be of interest here. And how about you, Liz? Um, who did you like in the last race we're going to preview? Yeah, I absolutely um, yeah agree with Paul with uh, Chateau. Um, I'm, I'm not – yeah, I, I watched the race back for uh, – at Salisbury, um, and and like I say, he didn't he didn't get a particularly easy route through, um, and I, I I'm not convinced he was he was ridden particularly hard either when he did manage to get through, 
Um, so yeah, I think he's been described as an eye. It, it was an eye-catching run, um, and I think yeah, I think four to one, like Paul said, is um, is a good price. So Chateau for me too. Yeah, I think that's probably the way I would say. So we're all in agreement then. Chateau, we're thinking he's going to step up from his Salisbury run. Also as well, I'll just give a mention out for Rogue Spirit, who won on his debut here over course and distance. That form has taken a couple of knocks, and Tom Clover's yard aren't in the best of form. But um, yeah, I thought he was maybe uh, interesting, and he would definitely be in the mix. But yeah, Chateau is the way we're playing it here. And yeah, hopefully uh, we can end uh, the day on a, on a good note. So yeah, that's all for this week. Um, no other business. I don't fancy anything, and I don't suppose anybody else does, unless uh, you guys uh, have got anything to add. There's, there's one I quite I'm looking forward to to well I'm quite looking forward to seeing the the Ed Battle Train Nooney run in the three fifty at Beverly. I thought it was a good second. Just got well didn't get chin just denied over a mile and two at Beverly last time out, leaving the impression that a step up would be well within his grasp here. Steps up to a mile and a half, and I think Nooney can open up his account in that three fifty contest under jockey Danny Toto. Okay, so we've got an extra selection there from Paul so yeah just keep an eye on that one but yeah um, I've got nothing else to add I don't think Liz has either so that rounds off uh, this week's uh, podcast uh, thanks again for listening remember to follow us on the socials where we're on Twitter and Instagram at in the saddle pod also as well please remember to gamble responsibly always um, stick within your limits and also as well you can follow us on all the other podcast platforms of Spotify Apple and SoundCloud so please gamble responsibly remember to follow us on the socials and we'll be seeing you again soon